Well, good morning on this beautiful, sunny Sunday morning. It's welcome to, you're welcome here, and we're happy you're here, and it's great to be together. So if you can find that friendship register, if you're on the aisle, and pass it along. And those of you, hello, live streamers, there's an e-register for you as well. Um, As I was sitting here, I was starting to get a little bit of a complex because this side of the sanctuary seems to fill up a lot more than this side. I don't know, Steve, if I should take that personally. Your side is more full. They like you better. (laughs) There are prayer cards in the pew rack. Uh, If you have something that you would like us to know that's awesome that's happening in your life, we would love to celebrate with you. If you have a prayer request that you would like prayer for either during the service this morning or throughout the week on our prayer list, if you want to fill out that card, the ushers will collect that during the middle hymn. And in your bulletin, of course, as always, there are all kinds of exciting things happening and announcements about what's happening here in the community of Mayflower. One announcement that is not in your bulletin that we want to let you know, um, we lost a dear member this week. Dawn Krupp passed away on Wednesday. There's her family. Uh, the service will be this Thursday at 1, and of course, please pray for that family for their comfort going forward. This is Memorial Weekend, of course, so we take an extra day to pause, to relax, and remember. We mark the beginning of summer, and we look forward to all of the fun memories that, we will, be, that will be made with the people that God has placed in our lives. For many of us, these days are important, and they are memorial to those lost in service. Uh, to our country. This week, however, our country mourns not just fallen soldiers, but the needless deaths of children and teachers in Texas and grocery store shoppers and workers in New York. According to the Gun Violence Archive, there have been 198 mass shootings in our country since the beginning of the year. A mass shooting is defined in which four or more people are shot and or killed. We have a very serious sickness in America. Our addiction to guns and violence is unprecedented in developed countries. Children shouldn't go to school wondering if they're going to be shot. People shopping for groceries shouldn't wonder if they're going to, be, if they're going to make it home alive. So may this Memorial Day be one of lament. May we hold our lament, our fear, our pain, also knowing that we are held in great love. Jesus' parting words, I am with you always, have poignant meaning for us today, don't they? Our theme this morning is the ascension of Christ and the reality that although Jesus ascended into heaven, he is here with us in our midst. So may we turn to him in these days for guidance, for direction, for peace, and for comfort. Next week is Mayflower's annual meeting. To tell us more about this, please welcome David Baker, who is our vice moderator, soon-to-be moderator here at Mayflower. Thank you, Ruth. Appreciate that. Good morning. I am here today with our second announcement of the Mayflower Congregational Church annual meeting, which will take place directly after the worship on June 5th. We will provide an overview of the accomplishments of this year, have a financial update, and celebrate our interim pastors who have blessed us with their talents and caring over this past year. I hope you can join us next week. Thank you. Our music this morning began with a meditation 
by a 20th century mystic, Olivier Messiaen, who was an organist in Paris, and his slow-moving music and shimmering harmonies create a sacred space. It's, he creates a lot of space that, uh, that allows for meditation. And this is the last movement of an organ suite that he wrote in the early, early 20th century. And um, in contrast to that, also with the theme of ascension, the postlude is by Bach, and it is big and bold and is, speaks more about the triumph of the final piece of Christ's victory with ascension. Um, also going with the ascension uh, theme, the offertory today is a movement from Handel's Messiah, and we heard uh, portions of part one during our Cantata Sunday in December, which tells the Christmas story. I know that my Redeemer liveth is an aria that begins the third portion of Messiah, and it follows directly after the Hallelujah Chorus. So it's a stark contrast to part two, which tells of the death and resurrection of Christ and um, all the angst and all the joy that goes with that. And then part three begins with this very peaceful and very uh, beautiful aria for soprano. So I'm happy to have Howell Petty here today. And the choir is off this Sunday, but they will be back for one more Sunday on June 5th before they break for the summer. Please find our call to worship on page two of the bulletin. We come seeking a spirit of wisdom. We come to know God. We come to be reminded of the hope to which God has called us. We come trusting in the immeasurable greatness of God's power.
Will you pray with me, please? Holy Lord, we come to you this day and we offer our hearts. We trust that you will reign over all the earth. Help us to remember this as we get caught up in the joys and pains of being human. Help us today to remember that you are with us always, and your ongoing presence in our lives gives hope and peace. Amen. Good morning. Today's scripture reading can be found on page 706 in your pew Bibles if you'd like to follow along. It is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 28, and it's um, verses 16 through 20. Again, it's on page 706 if you'd like to follow along. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son And of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is the word of the Lord.
Perhaps you were like me this last Friday night and some of your nights this week. I found it very difficult to sleep. After trying for a time, I got up and made the mistake of turning on the news, which only made it more frustrating and annoying. I went back to bed and after some time still unable to sleep, I got up and uh, did something that sometimes helps me sleep. I wrote. And uh, I wrote this on that early Saturday morning. It may not be truly accurate, but it's what I was feeling. Yavaldi, Texas is all the news today. The children just couldn't keep a monster at bay. Nineteen officers are inside. They wait until nineteen little kids have died. Is it true what I heard, that they didn't try? Tonight I can't sleep. I'm restless and sad. Jesus, where were you in that death-launching pad? Remember, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. Just how does that work when we're feeling such rage? I am with you. That's my text. I must preach it this week. Will it amount to more than an old man's squeak? Will it seem to them like meaningless froth? Do I just pretend that I am a man of the cloth? I believe you were there when those bullets found flesh. Their wounds were your wounds. The nails, the spear, our memories refresh. The children cried out, for adults to save. But so many just stayed in their protective cave. Can we please say enough? Do we have the will to resolve our children's blood not to spill? Lord, you're with us always to the end of the age. Now move us to act against this terrible outrage. The hope of your presence, to that I will cleave and pray that your presence I'll never leave. Yet the answer lies in your people taking action and not treat this carnage like an, an annoying distraction. Is there an answer to find in this horrid disaster? Let me just sit now 
and look in the eyes of my master. I am with you always. Can I hear it above the noise? I pray that you receive 19 little girls and boys. If we go back to the first century, Jesus spoke the words, I am with you always even to the end of the age, to a small gathering on a hillside that Matthew places in Galilee as he writes his gospel. The majority of those to whom Jesus spoke that day will die a violent death, often administered by the state. So we know from history that his presence doesn't provide the guarantee of a long life, safety from mistreatment and prejudice, or the actions of madmen in power or deranged individuals armed with weapons to kill. The record of human history is the endless and sickening story of war, bombs, mass killings often justified by the ruling class in cooperation with the religious authority of whatever nation is the aggressor. We have had the Holocaust, the Crusades, Jihads, the Inquisition, Bloody Mary and burning at the stake, lynchings, and on and on and on. And perhaps there are those who would say, well, if Jesus isn't going to protect me and guarantee a long, comfortable, and safe life, what's the use of his spirit being with us? I'll find something else to believe and someone else to follow. And indeed, many have done so. What did Jesus' presence mean? as he walked the streets and hillsides of Palestine in the first century. Limited to one place, just like we are, one place at a time. Violence and abuse was all around. But wherever Jesus went, he confronted the evils of the day. He confronted power especially systemic evil and those that turned religious power and position into personal wealth and status. He combated sickness and disease. He fought prejudice against women and the poor and the imprisoned. And wherever he went, there was sacrificial love that took him all the way to a cross. Wherever he went, he embodied in his very being the kingdom of God that he announced in his first message, the kingdom of God is here. And now here in the text, at the end, the very end of his earthly sojourn, he commands his followers to take that kingdom 
to the ends of the earth and promises his followers that wherever they go, he will be with them. Where is Jesus today? He's in heaven, right? He ascends to heaven. But he is also here. Theologians debate transcendence and imminence. Transcendence, God, you know, above, beyond, unreachable, unknowable. And God with us, in us. This very moment. Jesus is saying, I will carry out my mission through you. I will be in heaven, yes, but I will be with you on earth. And next week is Pentecost, and we see the outbreaking of the Spirit and the kingdom here on earth, the launching of the kingdom that will go to the ends of the earth. As we carry out His commission, we live according to the principles of the kingdom of God. And as we confront and challenge systemic evil, as we love when we are hated, as we serve the lowliest of the lowly, as we live with a depth of sacrificial love that sets aside one's own life and needs in order to lift up others, he is here with us. Because Jesus is with us, we can manifest the kingdom of God in everything we do. We can live in a conscious awareness of Christ's presence all the time. Instead of experiencing our days, our thinking, our decision making, our speaking with little or no awareness of Christ's presence, as though God doesn't exist, we're to live and think and experience the world as though He is continually with us, that it is permeated, this world of ours, with Christ's presence wherever His people are. Because a matter of fact, He is with us as we are about kingdom business. Paul said, one one of the ways that this was expressed in his life, I take every thought and make it captive to Christ. That is living in conscious presence of Christ. He called on us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. He challenged us to pray continually, to pray without ceasing. And Jesus himself, near the end 
of his sojourn just before the cross said, Abide in me, and I in you. Live and settle down. Make your home, your rest in me, and I will be in you. The practice of living Christ's presence moment by moment is the foundational foundational call to our spiritual life and formation. To me, it comes down today to the hope that I might, if only in a small way, make some part of my life incrementally more loving and more just and more fully an expression of God's way on this earth. Mother Teresa was meeting with reporters and she was talking about being in constant connection with God. And a puzzled reporter says, well, if you're constantly connected, if you're constantly praying, what do you say? She said, mostly I listen. He was taken back a bit and he said, well, well, if you're listening, what does God say? To which Mother Teresa replied, mostly God listens. Seeing his perplexed face, she said, If it doesn't make sense to you, you'll never understand it unless you try it for yourself. Let's try it. Let's go from this place into our troubled and wounded world. And let us bring his love, his presence into every avenue of our life and know that he is with us every step of the way. This week has felt heavy for so many reasons. And when life feels heavy, it's hard to give. But by giving, we can actually be lifted up as we lift up others. Know that your offerings today reach lovingly within these walls and far beyond. We thank you for your love.
God, we thank you for these new seasons, even when they are hard. Thank you for new experiences, even when we sometimes don't want them. Thank you for asking us to be people who give, even when it sometimes feels like we can't. By all of this, we become closer to being the people that you've created us to be. And for that, we are continually thankful. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. As has been stated many times this morning in our worship service, these are heavy days. I often use the phrase that prayer is the least we can do and the most we can do, isn't it? So as we gather together for this congregational prayer, let's join our hearts in the spirit of the Lord. Oh, holy Lord, what does it mean that you're with us always? What does it mean you're with us always to the end of the age? This is such a tricky thing. But help us to understand how this impacts our lives. Please show us how to experience the ongoing presence of Christ every day. To listen and to listen with you in that holy liminal space. Our desire is to reflect you and to shine with your glory and your grace. And we thank you that this is somehow possible. And we're so full of gratitude for all you've done for us and all that you promise to do. Help us to be faithful. And Lord, we look forward with great anticipation to what this next chapter of our lives and the life of this church will entail. And I pray this morning for Steve and for myself as we transition. And as this church anticipates a new leader, and we pray for Sean and his family as they prepare to lead Mayflower in this next season. We give this church to you, Lord. It's yours anyway. We release it to you. Do with it what you will. Lord, we also acknowledge that life is hard and our gratitude is sometimes only seen in tiny glimpses because being human is very challenging. We pray specifically this morning for a family that's in need of strength and guidance. Just give that to them in abundance, Lord. And we pray for the Krupp family. For George, for Chris, for Susie, for Carly, as they grieve the passing of their beloved wife, mother, and grandmother, just wrap your arms around them, Lord, in comfort. We also lift up to you today, San, Rachel, Blair, and Wesley, Hadad, as they mourn the passing of a very special family member named Mark. Just pray that you meet them in this tender place of grief. You comfort them like never before. And of course, it's Memorial Weekend, and we think especially of those we have lost, whether they bravely served in the armed forces of our country, or its loved ones whose presence in our lives is deeply missed. Bring us comfort, Lord, as we sift through our memories, our remembrances. And we seek your heart as we grieve the violence that pervades our country. Oh, Lord, cleanse us of our addiction to guns. Help our elected officials create policies that work to end the kind of violence that has become a plague. 
May we as Jesus followers not consider needless death and violence a political issue, but rather see this as a spiritual problem. May our hearts change as we grow in compassion and justice. May we seek to be the kind of people from whom this flows outward to others so they experience heart change too. Oh, Lord, change us. May we never develop calloused hearts that don't care. May we feel lost as you do, and may it prompt us to action. And when we are confronted with loss and grief and pain, may we crave your divine peace. This morning, Lord, we sing and we pray for you to fill us with your peace. Holy Lord, we thank you that when we don't know how to pray, you provided a prayer for us that we can join all of our hearts and voices together to pray this morning. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
So let's try it. Let's go into this troubled and wounded world, and let's take Jesus into every avenue as we go. And as you go, know that he is with you every step of the way.